the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tensions intensify as Xi cautions Biden over Taiwan. I think the Xi-Biden call went about as well as could be expected. Republicans criticize tax hikes of Manchin-Schumer deal. They're sticking it to the same middle-class families they've already crushed. U.S. economy crosses threshold to qualify as a recession. The White House has begun playing word games about the meaning of recession. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, July 29th. I'm Jim Barta. President Joe Biden and China's Xi Jinping are exploring meeting in person after a contentious two-hour, 17-minute phone conversation on Thursday. According to Chinese officials, the main issue between the two leaders was Taiwan, as China issued a strong warning saying in part, If you play with fire, you will get burned. Meanwhile, the Biden administration was less specific about the call, but U.S. officials are concerned of a more imminent Chinese move on the island as a potential visit by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi prompts warnings from Beijing. Craig Singleton, a senior fellow at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies, says the continuing dialogue between President Biden and China's Xi Jinping could eventually lead to progress on some issues. And we're starting to see real indications that the Chinese will absolutely not meet their annual economic growth target. That forces both Xi Jinping and President Biden to sort of figure out where they can find some common ground as the two as the leaders of the two largest world economies. Much of the global economic growth will be dependent upon what happens in that bilateral relationship. Singleton says House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's potential trip to Taiwan could trigger a reaction from China. Um, We're likely, I think, to see uh, an increase and a noticeable increase in Chinese airspace incursions in and around Taiwan in the event that she proceeds with her trip. We may even see something called a median line incursion, and that's a breach of the maritime border that exists in the center of the Taiwan Strait. Singleton says Thursday's call between President Biden and China's leader came at a critical time. Both the United States and China um, as they sort of confront serious economic headwinds, um, both of both leaders are going to face increasing domestic pressure to stabilize this very important bilateral relationship. Craig Singleton also says the call was important for setting economic priorities. In the coming weeks and months, um, perhaps we'll see greater opportunity for there to be movement, particularly on the economic front and tariffs. But for now, I suspect that we'll continue to see once a quarter or so uh, a Xi-Biden phone call where the dial doesn't move much, but the two leaders can continue to foster their relationship. Singleton went on to say the call was important in keeping dialogue open between the U.S. and China. I think the Xi-Biden call went about as well as could be expected. Uh, There is clearly a White House-led effort to ensure that the intensifying competition between the United States and China does not veer into a military conflict. Biden has kept in place Trump-era tariffs on many Chinese manufactured goods, in a bid to keep some leverage over China. But he is considering easing those tariffs 
in an effort to ease at least some of the impact of soaring inflation on American households. Historic flooding is wreaking havoc across eastern Kentucky. Governor Andy Bashir declared a statewide state of emergency to be able to move resources and request federal help, while the National Guard in both West Virginia and Tennessee answered requests for assistance by offering aircraft or helicopters with hoists for rescue missions. The Kentucky governor says at least eight people have died due to significant flooding in eastern Kentucky. Tonight, we need your continued prayers for the people of eastern Kentucky impacted by what I believe is historic flooding. This is an ongoing disaster that continues to put people in danger, and it looks like we will have more rain tonight that may worsen the situation in many places. Our death toll is growing. By the end, we expect it will be in double digits, and a lot of families out there have lost absolutely everything. Kentucky resident Barbara Wicker says she is waiting for word on her five grandchildren. You said you have five grandchildren stuck? Yes, and two adults. Two adults? Yes, their porches has been knocked off. They waist deep in water. The water is up to their doors. Their phones are probably out. I can't reach them. I can't reach 911. ABC's Mola Lenge explains just how bad things are in the bluegrass state. With this river, the water still much higher than it normally is. As you can see, homes and businesses nearby still submerged, still flooded out. The devastation is widespread, and there seems to be more rain coming to many of these same areas tonight. And Kentucky isn't the only state seeing unprecedented flooding. Thursday, for the second time in three days, the St. Louis area was drenched with torrential rain. Due to the record-setting downpour, the city's central corridor and northwest side were brought to a near standstill as the interstates closed, businesses flooded, and dozens of people needed rescuing from vehicles. This St. Louis resident was blown away by the flooding. I've never seen a storm so powerful and flooding so powerful, and it took that man's life. I'm just like, geez, that's, you know, it's no joke. It's no joke at all. Bob Becker of Missouri's Department of Transportation says the flooding is something he hasn't seen before. You know, to have that much water, three or four feet on the interstate is, you know, something I've never seen before. And for that, that length of time, and when you get a rain like that, knowing it's not going to handle it and there's nothing we can do. Becker says there was just too much water for drainage to keep up with. Typically, if we have a drain or two clogged, it may get a foot or so on the roadway and it'll go to another drain down the line. But everything was clogged at that point because of the water. We got, you know, several feet of water on some of these roadways. The historic flooding in both Kentucky and the St. Louis area are considered one in a thousand year events. Reports surfaced yesterday that Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia was on board with a revived version of Build Back Better. The reaction from many Republicans rolled in, and they were not pleased. Some details of the new reconciliation package are unclear, but Manchin said that the bill will contain a minimum 15% tax on companies worth more than a billion dollars. President Biden says the compromise budget bill does not have all he hoped for, but it still tackles America's biggest challenges. My message to Congress is this. This is the strongest bill you can pass to lower inflation, cut the deficit, reduce health care costs, tackle the climate crisis and promote energy security, all the time while reducing the burdens facing 
working class and middle class families. Biden says the bill will ease inflation and help families while fighting climate change and ensuring the nation's energy independence. With this legislation, we're facing up to some of our biggest problems and we're taking a giant step forward as a nation. Biden says Americans will feel this bill's impact. It's a bill that cost, uh, will cut your cost of living and reduce inflation for, and it lowers the deficit. It strengthens our economy for in the long run as well. Meanwhile, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the Democrats' budget proposal is nonsensical. Green New Deal craziness that will kill American energy and prescription drug socialism that will leave us with fewer life-saving medicines. A reckless taxing and spending spree that will delight the far left and hammer working families even harder. McConnell says the budget proposal will kill jobs and boost taxes. Democrats aren't sticking it to the fat cats. They're sticking it to the same middle-class families they've already crushed with inflation. The Senate Minority Leader goes on to say that Democrats are pitching this proposal as a way to deal with high inflation, which they created. So do you hear that, America? Democrats' answer to hurting you once is to hurt you again. Democrats say the response to Democratic inflation is Democratic tax hikes. It wasn't enough that Democrats have already destroyed your family's purchasing power. Now they want to kill your job and tax your electricity as well. McConnell wasn't the only Republican to react. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee said in a tweet, Build Back Broke is going to bankrupt America. While Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi lashed out in a tweet saying, More taxing and spending. Another Green New Deal will only put our economy further off track. Courts have blocked abortion bans in Wyoming and North Dakota. Daybreak Insider's Lisa Dwyer has the details on that story. Abortion bans set to take effect this week in Wyoming and North Dakota have been temporarily blocked by judges in those states amid lawsuits arguing that the bans violate their state's constitutions. North Dakota's latest court action puts it among several states, including Wyoming, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Utah, where judges have temporarily blocked implementation of trigger laws as lawsuits play out. The Wyoming and North Dakota laws were set to take effect this week. North Dakota's state's attorney general responded by immediately starting the clock on another 30-day countdown. Meanwhile, hundreds protested an abortion ban bill that has advanced in the West Virginia legislature. I'm Lisa Dwyer. Los Angeles County officials announced Thursday that they would not impose a new indoor mask mandate two weeks after a watch period was triggered by high levels of COVID transmission. Given the declines in case and hospitalization numbers, we're hopeful that the admission rate over the next few days remains under 10 new admissions per 100,000 residents. And L.A. County is soon officially moved by CDC to the medium community level. As I noted last week, any indication that the county would soon be moving to the medium community level would be a good reason to not move forward with universal indoor masking, which is what we are doing today. We will not. We will be pausing and not moving forward at this time. California's most populous county was on the verge of reinstating its indoor mask rules because of the rise in virus activity levels as determined by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. With widespread immunity and effective treatments, some communities in Los Angeles County have indicated they won't enforce the county mandate if it is reinstated.
The U.S. economy shrank for the second consecutive quarter, meeting the criteria for a recession. This comes as record high inflation and higher interest rates are forcing consumers to pull back on spending. Gross domestic product, the measure of goods and services produced across the economy, shrank by 0.9% on an annualized basis in the three-month period from April through June, while some economists expected the report to show the economy had expanded by half a percent. CBS's Deborah Elferone says while the country meets the definition of a recession, the Biden administration says the slowdown is necessary. The Commerce Department reported the gross domestic product shrank from April through June at an annual rate of 0.9 percent. The government's broadest measure of the economy has now declined for two straight quarters, traditionally a sign of recession. But President Biden says the slowdown is necessary to tackle rising prices. Elferone goes on to say that the Biden administration is pointing to positive markers in the economy as proof the country is not in a recession. With the midterm elections approaching, the Biden administration is pushing back on the idea that the U.S. economy is sliding into a recession, pointing to areas of strength in the economy. Job creation is continuing. Household finances remain strong. Consumers are spending and businesses are growing. Even so, Americans are struggling with both higher borrowing rates and stubborn inflation. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is trying to calm fears of a recession. There's no doubt we expect growth to be slower than last year and the rapid clip we had. But that's consistent with the transition to a stable, steady growth and lower inflation. However, Ed Morrissey, senior editor at HotAir.com and the host of The Ed Morrissey Show, says that voters don't care what the White House calls the economy. The White House has begun playing word games about the meaning of recession ahead of this week's report on the economy in the second quarter. Joe Biden insisted that we are not going to be in a recession, while his economic advisor Brian Deese made the media rounds to argue that two consecutive quarters of negative GDP does not automatically indicate a recession. Karine Jean-Pierre floated out a new term, pre-recession, only to deny that we're in one of those as well. What nonsense. American households don't care what technical term describes their current economic misery. What matters is the actual misery itself. This week alone, we have seen consumer confidence hit a one-year low, nearly half of all households extend debt while cutting expenses, and housing markets stall. Voters don't need to have Biden define recession to know that his economic policies are failing. They live Biden's economic misery every day, regardless of what Democrats call it, and they will vote for people who acknowledge it. Who is the new host of Jeopardy? Daybreak Insiders Entertainment correspondent Oscar Wells Gabriel reports that there are now two answers to that question. After leaving fans of the legendary game show in suspense for a while, the correct answer is... And... The show's executive producer says after rotating as host, Bialik and Jennings will continue to do so on a permanent basis. Both have signed deals that puts the rest the back and forth of a who really deserved to be the full-time replacement for Alex Trebek, who died in 2020. If either had been named, it might have irked the fan base of the other host. Jennings is an all-time Jeopardy! champion. Bialik is best known for her work on The Big Bang Theory. I'm Oscar Wells Gabriel. And finally, your cat is an invasive alien. A respected Polish scientific institute has classified domestic cats as an invasive alien species. 
citing the damage they cause to birds and other wildlife. Some cat lovers are not taking the news well of their feline friends being labeled as invasive and have reacted emotionally, putting the scientists behind the announcement on the defensive. And cats are now classified as an invasive alien species, according to the Polish Scientific Institute. Weird. The report claims that they damage bird populations and other wildlife. Some cat lovers reacted emotionally to the decision. The biologist at uh, the Polish Academy of Sciences said he wasn't prepared for the public response. He said that the media reports created a false impression that the Institute wanted feral and other cats euthanized. Wojciech Solars, a biologist at the state-run Polish Academy of Sciences, wasn't prepared for the disapproving public response. He has since stated that the public misinterpreted his findings and emphasizes that no one should harm a cat. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and Townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Jim Barto. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.